Hi, welcome to the podcast that narrates the translated Mahabharat, public domain translation obtained from sacredtexts.com. Kindly excuse errors in pronunciation on my part. The Mahabharat, Adi Parva, Section 1 Om Having bowed down to Narayan and Nar, the most exalted male being, and also to the goddess Saraswati, must the word Jai be uttered. Ugrasrava, the son of Lomaharshana, surnamed Sauti, while versed in the Puranas, bending with humility, one day approached the great sages of rigid bows, sitting at their ease who had attended the twelve-year sacrifice of Shaunak, surnamed Kulpati, in the forest Naimisha. Those ascetics, wishing to hear his wonderful narrations, presently began to address him, who had thus arrived at the recluse abode of the inhabitants of the forest of Naimisha. Having been entertained with due respect by these holy men, he saluted those Munis with joined palms, even all of them, and inquired about the progress of their ascetism. Then all the ascetics being again seated, the son of Lo Maharshana humbly occupied the seat that was assigned to him. Seeing that he was comfortably seated and recovered from fatigue, one of the rishis beginning the conversation asked him, Whence comest thou, O lotus-eyed Sauti, and where hast thou spent the time? Tell me who asked thee in detail. Accomplished in speech, Sauti thus questioned, gave in the midst of that big assemblage of contemplative munis a full and proper answer in words consonant with their mode of life. Sauti said, having heard the diverse sacred and wonderful stories which were composed in his Mahabharat by Krishna Dvaipayana and which were recited in full by Vaishampan at the snake sacrifice of the high-souled royal sage Janmajai and in the presence also of that chief of princes, the son of Parikshit, and having wandered about visiting many sacred waters and holy shrines. I journeyed to the country, venerated by the Dvijas or twice-born, and called Samantapanchak, where formerly was fought the battle between the children of Kuru and Pandu, and all the chiefs of the land ranged on either side. Thence, anxious to see you, I am come into your presence. We are reverend sages, all of whom are to me a Brahma, Ye blessed greatly who shine in this place of sacrifice with the splendor of the soul of fire. Ye who have concluded the silent meditations and have fed the holy fire, and yet who are sitting without care. What, O ye Dvijas, shall I repeat? Shall I recount the secret stories collected in the Puran, containing precepts of religious duty, 
and of worldly profit or the acts of illustrious saints and sovereigns of mankind? The Rishi replied, The Puran first promulgated by the great Rishi Dvaipayana and which after having been heard both by the gods and the Brahma Rishis was highly esteemed being the most eminent narrative that exists, diversified both in diction and division, possessing subtle meanings, logically combined and gleaned from the Vedas, is a sacred work. Composed in elegant language, it included the subjects of other books. It is elucidated by other Shastras and comprehended the sense of the four Vedas. We are desirous of hearing that history also called Bharat, the holy composition of the wonderful Vyas, which dispelleth the fear of evil, just as it was cheerfully recited by the Rishi Vaishampayan under the direction of Dvaipayana himself at the snake sacrifice of Raja Janmajai. Sauti then said, Having browed down to the primordial being Ishan, to whom multitudes make offerings, and who is adored by the multitude, who is the true incorruptible one, Brahma, perceptible, imperceptible, eternal, who is both a non-existing and an existing non-existing being, who is the universe and also distinct from the existing and non-existing universe, who is the creator of high and low, the ancient, exalted, inexhaustible one, who is Vishnu, beneficent and the beneficence itself, worthy of all preference, pure and immaculate, who is Hari, the ruler of the faculties, the guide of all things movable and immovable. I will declare the secret thoughts of the illustrious sage Vyas of marvellous deeds and worshipped here by all. Some bards have already published this history. Some are now teaching it. And others, in like manner, will hereafter promulgate it upon the earth. It is a great source of knowledge established throughout the three regions of the world. It is possessed by the twice-born, both in detail and compendious forms. It is the delight of the learned for being embellished with elegant expressions, conversations human and divine, and a variety of poetical measures. In this world, when it was destitute of brightness and light, and enveloped all around in total darkness, came into being as the primal cause of creation, a mighty egg, the one inexhaustible seed of all created beings. It is called the Mahadivya and was formed at the beginning of the yuga, in which we are told was the true light Brahma, the eternal one, the wonderful and inconceivable being present alike in all places, the invisible and subtle cause, whose nature partaketh of entity and non-entity. From this egg 
came out the Lord Hitama Brahma, the one only Prajapati, with Suraguru and Sthanu. Then appeared the twenty-one Prajapatis, which were Manu, Vashisht, and Parameshti. Ten Parachetas, Dakshas, and the seven sons of Daksha. Then appeared the man of inconceivable nature, whom all the rishis know, and so the Vishwadevas, the Adityas, the Vasus, and the twin Ashwins, the Yakshas, the Sadhyas, the Pisachas, the Guhyakas, the Pitris. After these were produced, the wise and most holy Brahma Rishis and the numerous Raja Rishis, distinguished by every noble quality. So the water, the heavens, the earth, the air, the sky, the points of the heaven, the years, the seasons, the months, the fortnights, Kalpakshas with day and night in due succession. And thus were produced all things which are known to mankind. And what is seen in the universe, whether animate or inanimate, of created things, will at the end of the world, and after the expiration of the yoga, be again confounded. And at the commencement of other yoga, all things will be renovated. And like the various fruits of the earth, succeed each other in the due order of their seasons. Thus continueth perpetually to revolve in the world without beginning and without end. This wheel which causeth the destruction of all things. The generation of the eras in brief was thirty three thousand, thirty three hundred, and thirty three. The sons of Dev were Brihadbhanu, Chakshus, Atma, Vibhavasu, Savita, Rechika, Arka, Bhanu, Asha, Ravi. Of these Vivaswans of old, Mahya was the youngest, whose son was Devavrat. The latter had for his son Suvavrat, who we learn had three sons, Dasajyoti, Satajyoti and Sahasrajyoti each of them producing numerous offspring. The illustrious Dasajyoti had 10,000, Satajyoti 10 times that number, and Sahasrajyoti 10 times the number of Satyajyoti's offspring. From these descended the family of the Kuru, the Yadu, 
and of Bharat, the family of Yayati Nishvaku, also of all the Rajarishis. Numerous also were the generations produced, and very abundant were the creatures and their places of abode. The mystery which is threefold, the Ved, Yoga, and Vidyan Dharma, Artha and Kama, also various books upon the subject of Dharma, Artha and Kama, also the rules for the conduct of mankind, also histories and discourses with various Rishis, all of which having been seen by the Rishi Vyas, are here in due order mentioned as a specimen of the book. The Rishi Vyas published this mass of knowledge in both a detailed and in a bridged form. It is the wish of the learned in the world to possess the details and the abridgment some read the Bharat beginning with the initial mantra or invocation, others with the story of Astaka, others with Uparichara, while some Brahmans study the whole. Men of learning display their various knowledge of the institutes in commenting on the composition. Some are skillful in explaining it, while others in remembering its contents. The son of Satyavati, having by penance and meditation analyzed the eternal Ved, afterwards composed this holy history. When that learned Brahmarishi of strict vows, the noble Dvaipayana Vyas, offspring of Parashar, had finished this great greatest of narrations, he began to consider how he might teach it to his disciples. And the possessor of the six attributes, Brahma, the world's preceptor, knowing of the anxiety of the Rishidvaipayana, came in person to the place where the latter was, for gratifying the saint and benefiting the people. And when Vyas, surrounded by all the tribes of Munis, saw him, he was surprised, and standing with joined palms, he bowed and ordered a seat to be brought. 